Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everyone, Katie and I just wanted to pop on here quick and first off just say thank you so much for supporting us and listening to us. If you're listening on Spotify, please make sure that you're following us. You can do that by going to our show page and hitting the green follow button. That way our new episodes will always show up on your homepage so you never miss a new episode. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you're subscribed over there and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. And you can also check out all of our episodes on our YouTube channel and you can also catch our exclusive video only pre show there. Make sure that you're subscribed to that channel and that you hit the notification bell so you get notified whenever new episodes go up every single week. Thank you guys again so much for supporting Popcorn Chats and Katie and I. We appreciate each and every one of you more than you know. Buckle up because it's gonna be a long ride. It's gonna be a wild ride. Nobody cares but we're gonna tell you anyways. This is Popcorn Chats. (laughs) It's my turn because you did Tragic Joey. Oh lovely. Hey girlies, welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm Katie. I'm McKay. And this week we're actually discussing something good, something I would say is like eyebrow content. Um, It's been a while. It's been a hot damn minute. So we're gonna put our, try to put our analytical girly hats on, but we'll see how it fucking goes. I'm having a drinky, what's fucking new? Anyways, we're talking about Nine Perfect Strangers, the new series starring Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, and others. We'll get into it, but I just love Melissa, I love Nicole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about them like I know them personally, but sometimes I feel like I do because Melissa and I did graduate from the same university and I will flex that forever. First three episodes came out last week and we're here to break it down for y'all and have mm-hmm. a little chit chat about Miss Marsha. Ma- Masha. 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 Just had a little buffer moment there. Masha, what's she doing to these people? Why are these people here in the first place? What type of money do you have to have to come to a place where you get smoothies curated to your fucking diet. Let's get into it. I don't trust the smoothies. There's too much emphasis on them. Oh, check in. Sorry. How are you? I'm stressed out. <laughs> Mostly because like every all of my plans are kind of like on the edge right now and that's just kind of stressful because I'm a person that really does not like change when something's set in stone I really don't like when things are messed around with that and right now like that's kind of how everything is going fucking unvaccinated hoes I hate you all literally fuck off if you if you're choosing not to get vaccinated if you're like a child that can't or like have a medical condition that you can't like okay pop off but if you're one of the unvaccinated fucks literally i don't want to ever see your face um because i'm just so annoyed with you constantly fucking with my plans so yeah that's i'm (laughs) cranky about that because i just feel like people we should be better than this and we're just not i'm annoyed but hopefully everything still is able to go through fine and that nothing changes drastically in the next week me sorry i hope it all works out not just because i'm excited to have your apartment to myself (laughs) (laughs) well i was gonna say even if i if something ends up happening and we don't end up going you can still come and stay for the week (laughs) but i will just now be here (laughs) crying can my sex plan still carry through no (laughs) you can get your own place for that (laughs) also are you gonna have in my bed (laughs) 
That's a serious question. <laughs> I don't have to. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just cranky. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. <laughs> I'm fine. My sandwich is kind of tragic. <laughs> See the pre-show for that issue. <laughs> so much <laughs> cheese on it too. Oh my god. It's kind of nasty. It's gonna be a tummy ache. Dude, can you imagine the people making it? They were probably like, this is the nastiest shit ever. <laughs> They should have been like, you're wasting that cheese now? Do you want it? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. I love a little snacky. Um, I just feel overworked. I feel burnt out. I feel like I work every fucking second of my goddamn life and I have no money. Don't know why that is the case. I feel like somebody who works as hard and as much as I do should be rolling in cash. And it's just really not fair. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I also just really feel like I want to quit my job and live in a van and just like vibe out until the world ends because of climate change. It's and coming I, sooner than we think. I get closer to that breaking point every day. Let's get into it. Mm -hmm. Going into this kind of was trying to manage my expectations and I was like this is either going to be really good because of all of these amazing actors and the creators or the ones who created Big Little Lies. Cinem by the same author. Yep cinematography by the same people so like honestly like visually I kind of knew that it was going to be good just from like the previews and stuff but I was also like this could also be a rolling turd of shit because when Hollywood elite gets together it's either great it's or either great or really bad because they don't have to try really. They could just put out garbage or something like lackluster and people will still see it. They'll still make money off of it. See Ocean's 8 for an example. See Cats for an example. Surprise, but I was just like happy to see that it was good and intriguing and the performances were really amazing. I had <clears throat> higher expectations of it than I think I would have going into any other show just because of Big Little Lies mm -hmm. and having so many of the same people involved. I will say though, at least in Big Little Lies, I had higher expectations because I had read the book and was a really oh. big fan of the book. Where with this one, I have not read this book, so I don't know anything about the story or really have any expectations of the characters or the plot points and making sure that those are executed in a way that as a reader, I find satisfying. Where in Big Little Lies, I was much more concerned about that. I'd say that that's a good thing and a bad thing to go into something with, like not having preconceived notions, but then also like not being able to maybe like fill in any gaps. Does this make you like want to read the book then? So far, maybe? I don't know. I don't really read that many. I don't even know what this would be classified as. I don't think it would be maybe a thriller. I don't know what it would really be classified as, but I don't really read anything anymore that's not romance or fantasy. So like maybe I would read it, but I wouldn't say that I'm like jumping at the bit mm -hmm. to read it either. I wouldn't not, or like I wouldn't say no to it, but I also am not putting that to the top of my TBR. Right. Yeah, I don't know if I would want to read the book like after seeing the show, but I am very intrigued by where things are at and I want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to know the answers. That's why I wish they were all out right now. Me too. So there's going to be 10 episodes, I assume, because each episode is a day and they're there for 10 days. I'm assuming that there are seven more episodes, so seven more weeks of this show. I just want to say that I know for a fact I would not do well without my phone. I agree. I would not go to a retreat where I had to go without my phone. Well, I don't think they knew that. Okay, well, I wouldn't give it up. I don't think these people... Okay, these people are kind of dumb because they definitely didn't read all of the fine print. Anything. And so many of them 
them seem like they just don't want to be there. So that part I'm really interested in. Curious to see why Laz or Lars or whatever his name is mm-hmm. is there if he's like writing a story on the plays. An and, expose. And then Tony also just seems like he doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, why are they here? Like, what are what is their motive for coming here? But yeah, going back to the phone situation, I am addicted to my phone. Recently, I've become even more addicted to it and reliant on it. My dad sister and I went camping recently and we were on like an island in the middle of Lake Superior and like I struggled really bad there was service on one side of the island where you had to like hike 20 minutes to get to and I made that hike several times just to like check my phone and I was like wow Katie you're mentally like unwell like I literally felt like an addict and then on the day that we were leaving I was like getting mad at people because I was like can we just hurry the fuck up and get back to the mainland like I need to check my phone so So I would not do well in this uh, situation. I wouldn't do well when it came to sleeping because I need so much noise around me when I'm sleeping. I need my sound machine and I need my phone to play either A, Grey's Anatomy or B, Great British Baking Show. Um, If I can't have one of those playing, like I literally can't fall asleep. So that would be a problem for me. And I would agree. I do spend a lot of time on my phone. And also I think the fact too that at this retreat there's no like what I'm gathering of really like personal space or me time it's a lot of group activities Mm -hmm. and I burn out really quickly with social interaction I think even more so after the pandemic when I've gotten like way more used to being by myself yeah then now I notice like my people meter gets drained very quickly and I wouldn't like having to constantly be around other people for 10 whole days without my phone the sack race was really like an activity I wouldn't want to do. <sighs> yeah, that's a no. And the fasting, <gasps> no. That's illegal. You definitely can't like starve people. I feel but like they, they gotta was, have some loophole. It was probably in the fine print and these yeah. people just didn't read it and they just like heard all the great things about this place. But Which, like, would, like you that, read all, would you read no. all the fine print? No, no, no that's what That's what makes it so believable and like these people are kind of Aside from the the family, like, they got a price break or whatever, but, like, Mm -hmm. they're all rich and entitled, and so they... But even, like, not rich and entitled people, I don't know if I would read the entire thing. If I heard how great this retreat is, I'd just be like, okay. I want to know how expensive it is. Me too. I just want to know how much these people are paying for this retreat. I will say it is a very beautiful facility, and that would really draw me in. Like, I like the open... Are you okay? I'm just trying not to get my chewing on Okay. I like the open concept. I like all the natural lighting. I like the plants. I like the color scheme. Like, everything about it looks really, really nice. But then... I can't, I don't like people. I'm so happy that meditation and like mindfulness and stuff works for other people, but I can't handle people like Masha and like these people who just talk in like all soothing tones and just want to take like deep breaths and just are all about being like on one wavelength in terms of reaction and emotion. I don't like people like that. I don't feel like we can vibe because I'm too up and down and it almost like makes me more up and down when you're like always trying to talk to me in a calm, consistent voice that like bothers me. I'm like match my energy here and I would not be able to just handle this whole vibe 
hype of the retreat. <laughs> yeah, because it kind of comes off as like you're not validating how I'm feeling, but then you're also like, well, you need to be fixed. Yeah. Like that's, I think, why the people are getting so frustrated with Masha is because she's like, she is this very like calming, like you said, very uh, stagnant with her like tone and reaction to things. Mm -hmm. But then she's like, you're all broken people. Yeah. But she's not like empathizing with them in any way. And also like the dad character kind of annoys me because he is also somewhat similar to that where he's just like being so upbeat and stuff. And it's like, their son has passed away and it's not like his wife and daughter are like really moping around or anything, but it's, he's just like so upbeat. He can't let a moment be silent. And it's just like, that would drive me up the goddamn wall. I agree. Yeah. I wanted to point out an, an idea that I thought was intriguing, like with Melissa McCarthy's character, certain people like knowing who she is at this retreat and stuff. I think that's a fear for a lot of people when you go into like group stuff or like group therapy, like you're going to know somebody there. Mm -hmm. But then when you're, when you have like a presence, like for her, she's an author or like whatever, when people read or watch your stuff or like consume the stuff that you've created, it is really weird. Like meeting them in person or like talking to them about it in person like I really like when people that I work with or friends or whatever are like I listen to your podcast like it's cool but it also it's so like like I don't if you're listening I don't want you to like stop listening or <laughs> like stop talking to me about it because I love it and I love hearing like your feedback on the podcast but it, it's so vulnerable it's literally like it feels like somebody's being like I watched you take a shower last night like it's just <laughs> I think it's nice having that barrier between, like, the people who are watching and consuming our stuff, but then, like, when people we know listen to it, like, when my mom tells me that she listens to the podcast, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yikers. I don't know. Yeah. No, I get that. I don't feel that way as much with the podcast. I think because it's like a shared thing that it doesn't feel as personal, even though it is very personal, but I feel that way with like my TikTok and my YouTube channel. Like I don't want anyone that I know in real life to ever tell me that they watch my YouTube channel or yeah. like follow me on TikTok. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. If you know me in real life and you watch me on YouTube, don't tell me. I don't want to know because I don't want to talk about that with you. <laughs> I just play it on silent in the background because I don't even know what you're talking about anyways, but I want to give you the views. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Lila. Uh, I do have that the opening credits are very Big Little Eyes-esque, although I will say Big Little Eyes are better. Yeah. The song's better, the visuals. So yeah, I will say that these credits are not as good. However, they do give off very similar vibes. I like, and I like that for this one. Yeah, I think it's good. It's just not next level. Another note on the first episode right at the beginning when Melissa McCarthy is on the side of the road having a mental breakdown. If you see me having a mental breakdown on the side of the road, I appreciate the gesture. If you want to pull over and ask me once if I'm okay. And if I'm like, I'm good. Thank you. Keep going. Tony, you didn't. You didn't, you just antagonized her. Like, it's nice to be like, hey, you okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. Okay, sounds good. Bye. Yeah. But I did like her little breakdown. What an intro. Yeah, I was going to say that's the moment where I knew I was like, ooh, we're seeing a different side of Melissa McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy in this because, damn, she's like 
really bringing it with this moment of despair where everything is kind of falling apart. She's already like upset about her divorce and everything. And, and then she gets a call from her literary agent. I think a lot of people can relate to that moment where it's like, literally what the fuck? Like, I don't need this right now. Why yeah. is everything crashing down all at once? Like recently, I feel like things are either all really, really good or really, really bad for me. And it's like, why can't I just not be turbulent for two seconds, please and thank you. It's just all turbulent. Like I'm just a turbulent girly and it's like, is this really like my destiny forever? Um, I do have to say though, I do agree with her air with her agent, kill them characters. I yeah. love character death. So when, his, when her agent and she's complaining about how she's like, why would they want me to kill my character? I love my characters. Kill them. Kill them. It'll make for a better story most of the time. I say most of the time. Sometimes it's unjustified character death and then that pisses me off. But justified character death. Ooh, I love it. Kill them. Circling back to like the cinematography and stuff. I really appreciated the shot at the beginning with the slow, the slow dolly into the smoothie the blender mm -hmm. with all the whole ingredients at the beginning of the shot and then it starts to blend in slow motion and it's like zooming in that really tuned me into like ingredients blending together and immediately i was like oh nine perfect strangers like she's blending them together like these perfect ingredients and then when she was talking about the smoothies and like they can't share their smoothies because they're each perfectly catered to their metabolic makeup or whatever there's so many references to like that type of thing and just perfect perfect ingredients and how she vets all of her clients before they come in to make sure that the scenario that plays out with all of these people is like the desired outcome and like the most fruitful basically. So I just like all the smoothie metaphors and all the ingredients blending together metaphors. There's a couple different like smoothie blender shots, but I like how the series starts out with that first one. Thought it was very artistic, very well done. I'm very intrigued. I want to know how they got that shot without fucking up their camera. That was a very like the curtains are blue because they're sad and whatever. <laughs> so, no. Sorry, no, but I feel like that no. I just appreciate stuff like that. It's fun. So, I literally had the smoothie shots are very satisfying to me and that was it. But they are. I mean, it's really cool they're, how to how they how they got that shot. Even I don't. I would never know how to do that. They're very satisfying. I just never put much stock into thinking like, oh, it's them blending together and like I don't know. I'm suspicious of all the smoothies. I feel like they're definitely drugging <laughs> somehow. Or oh yeah. There's there's got to be some sort of thing that they're slipping into their smoothies every day to make them. I don't know. I don't know what the end goal is here, but I don't trust the smoothies. Even though they do look delicious, especially Melissa McCarthy's. Hers looks like it has a lot of like blueberries in it. It's that very pretty like purple color. I definitely like that smoothie. Masha kind of fucked up. Like she thought that these nine people were going to be perfect together, but like things are about to get crazy because I think, they're unpredictable. I think she's kind of getting what she wants out of them. Like whenever she's watching them like on the screen, she's always like smiling. Like I think she's getting the reactions that she wants out out of them okay especially that she's now like amplifying the experience or whatever the fuck this is how she's like we need to take them to the next stage and the people are like they're not ready for that yet and she's like no we need to do it like i think she was pleased with her results after that yeah her staff just seems concerned yeah about her and about the people mm -hmm. which i don't blame them mm -hmm. would you want to work for masha hell no also the fact that what are they, like a throuple? And she's yeah. like, oh, she has trust issues. It's like, yeah, bitch, you're a fucking psychopath, A. <laughs> B, why are you kissing his shin like that? Can you That not? was weird. That and, was really weird. I'm like, 
Sir, are you into this or no? I've never kissed a man's shin before. I can't say I have either, and I don't ever plan on doing it. <laughs> no. That was just weird. Like, we're bound for life. It's like, it kind of felt like she was saying any partner you ever have is going to have to be okay with me, like, being a part of it. And it's like that. Is he with that or no? Masha's just very unsettling to me. I can't read her, which I is, I think, exactly how you're supposed to be on her. But from her introduction of being like, I was dead. I was dead. And then I saw a little girl. Yeah biking and whatever I I just I don't know I don't buy into her and how she's like I had this former life and she's like I have a lot of enemies I'm like so were you in the mafia like what is this former life about why did someone literally kill you I want to know that because I feel like they probably had a reason so I want to know why who's threatening you why are just why Masha why I, I just I have so many questions about her yeah. And how did she come to this ranch or retreat? How did she create this? How did she recruit these people? Because if this dude was an EMT and he's the one who brought her back to life, how did she entice him to leave that job right. to then come to be an employee? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of like, like you and I were talking about yesterday. There's a lot of setup in this and I like the setup I'm very intrigued I'm like okay what is going on I want to keep watching yeah but the issue with shows like this is like you set up and you build it up and you kind of like it's like going on a roller coaster all the way to the top Mm -hmm. and you need to have that like really awesome ride like I need the last three episodes of this to be Mm -hmm. fucking insane because I just want my mind to be blown at this point but if we're going up and it just plateaus I'm gonna be disappointed and feel like I wasted my fucking time just like we always feel after the bachelor or the bachelorette yeah (laughs) like rest in peace Victoria goddess being kicked off bachelor of paradise and Kelsey too. Y'all really didn't reach your full potential out there. And I'm like, get Demi off my screen. I'm just tired of you. <laughs> I need something to happen in episode four. I'm kind of sick of the setup at this point. I was hoping that something was going to happen in episode three. And yes, we've gotten like a little more background on a few of the people. Like we found out what happened to the son for the three people and the family. I'm sorry. Again, I don't know any of your names. Yeah. The guy from Paul Blart. Like we found out that then he, you know, had an injury and he was a famous as football player so I'm assuming after that like his whole life kind of went to shit and he became an alcoholic so I can kind of fill in those gaps and even like the influencer we got like a little bit more of her insecurity story and same with her husband and how like he came into having money so we're getting like pieces of the people which is great but we're not getting enough for any plot things which I I just need something to happen in episode four like I'm kind of done with setup and now like that we know that she's drugging them or like they are suspicious of her drugging them and stuff like I'm curious to see where it goes now that the woman was like have you been drugging us and it's interesting because that family or at least that couple seems to be the most tweaked out so I'm like who's on different levels of drugs also the other the influencer couple did seem to be vibing with each other at the fire they were like dancing same so maybe they were on drugs too but like the dad and the mom were definitely tweaking yeah like I was glad that the dad spoke his truth and Mm -hmm. was able to like let it out and I really appreciated his speech I thought that actor's performance in that scene at the fire when they were eating the fucking uh goat that that they killed 
rest in peace, Billy the Goat. I thought that that actor really shined in that moment. I think he's a very good actor. I loved him in Knives Out. I get what you're saying. And to the mom, not the mom in the family, but the other mom with the mom from, yeah. or with the girl from Girls Trip. Yes. Oh <laughs> um, God, I love her. I don't know what her name is in this, but at the beginning of the retreat, she's very like me and being like, I want to do weight loss and like gain confidence and find myself. And she like would never say that she wanted to punch the influencer in the face on day one. So I'm like, is this just the retreat or is it her being drugged slowly that now yeah. she's feeling like she can kind of like loose lips, you know, that she can kind of say whatever she wants now. But that whole interaction with the two of them mm -hmm. at the waterfall when the influencer was just like, if I'm reading you wrong, I'm sorry. But in the chance that I'm not fuck off. Yeah. I literally laughed out loud. That was yeah. very funny. Yeah, I really am, again, I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm excited to see where the influencer and her husband's thing goes. I'm excited to see where the daughter and uh, Lars or Laz's relationship goes. I feel like that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Tony and Mar Melissa, <laughs> I'm excited to see where they're, I hope you guys are able to keep up with how we're <laughs> we're tagging these people, but. If no, you've seen the show, you know, and if you haven't seen the show, then I don't know why you're listening. <laughs> yeah. But I really like the woman from Girls Trip and the influencer girls little uh situation that they have going on because that is something that i i struggle with too is like people who are conventionally attractive or like super fit or whatever it's just kind of easy to be like why would you ever complain like you have just got to be like getting everything handed to you right but that's definitely not the case and I'm trying to work on like being better about that uh the woman from girls trip is just insecure because her husband left her for a younger girl which I know is, like, that's sad. some tea <laughs> yeah that's some tea and she has anger issues apparently <laughs> <laughs> no when she was like sometimes I just want to like <laughs> <laughs> yeah also she that hot tub was such a vibe when she started shaking, she's like, I, I was like, oh my god. With her like poofy ass, yeah. like housewife hair. She just has such like that, even like her swimsuit, like her wardrobe just screams like suburban mom. Yeah. Her hair, her clothes, her like the way that she carries herself. Mm -hmm. She's just such like a suburban mother type so that's why i almost feel like she's gonna end up being the most out of left field like we're yeah. not gonna expect whatever we're gonna get from her because she presents such like a wholesome image i could see her killing somebody else at this point. i would not be surprised yeah where i feel like joe is that his name joe who the guy from Paul Blart Mall Cop, the football Tony. player, Tony. I feel like Tony. We're tr they're trying to really like say that he's this bad guy and like that he might be potentially dangerous. You know, like just trying to paint that image of him. And I don't think he's gonna end up being that way. No, yeah, I don't see Misdirect. that with him at all. And like how they were all like, "Oh, he killed the goat," but then it ended up being the guy from Knives Out, the dad who killed the goat, right? No, I think he still killed the goat, but he let him kill the goat because right. he was gonna go and save the goat. Okay. And then he was like, no, I'll let you kill it. Which, trigger warning, animal violence, there was none. There's never a trigger warning for animal violence. No. I don't like it. There's rarely trigger warnings for anything. Fucking tragic. Okay, Michaela doesn't know about this because she is a rich person and doesn't have ads on Hulu, but I just wanted to shout out the HelloFresh ads. I appreciated those, and I would just like to shout out HelloFresh. Not sponsored. Please do sponsor us, but I just really appreciate you guys for going the extra mile to curate your commercials to the show that we're watching. And I just really, it was like two girlies dishing about Masha and 
like where we were at in the show. It was like they're cooking dinner together. And then they're like, she's definitely spying on them. And then the other girl was like, well, I just need a Masha in my life. And, like, it reminded me of us. <laughs> and then, like, later there would be another HelloFresh commercial where it was, like, further along in the show. And they were, like, talking about something else. I just think that that is the future of commercials with streaming yeah. services. And I really appreciated that as a creative. Job well done. Whoever is on that little breakout room. It would make it so much more entertaining. Yeah. Commercials sprinkled in. Because it still keeps you in the moment. Because I feel like commercials take you out of the moment. Go HelloFresh. <laughs> I already think that I will get kicked out of this retreat very quickly. But especially on the second day when they have to dig graves lay in them and then get dirt thrown on top of them fucking pass i one just would not be caught laying in dirt because i'm scared of bugs so i don't want to be laying in open dirt and two the second that you're like all of these creepy people already the vibes are off and they're like dig these graves and then lay in them just no i feel like i've seen too many true crime things i'm too paranoid of a person that's not gonna happen and then when they started throwing the dirt on them just if that's not a red flag to these people, I really don't know what is. Yeah. Well, Melissa McCarthy wants to leave after that. She's like, fucking bye. And then Masha, of course, does a thing of being like, that's your choice, but give me one more day. Because yeah. who's really going to say no to that? Like when they're like, okay, just one more day. Like, fine, I can do one more day and I'll just leave tomorrow. Right. When normally then that's too late. Yeah. Because they're already drugged at that point. And having this fucking bonfire with this goat on a spit. Mm-mm. It's like very mm. cultish. It is. What are y'all doing? One of my questions was like how you asked in the Joey King episode, I was going to ask what would be your breaking point? Like where you just leave? Would it be the dirt? I don't think anything bad really happened on the first day. It was more of like the getting to know each other. And that was just like the family freak out there. But I mean, that yeah. was kind of fine because I could sit through Masha's like I was dead and then yeah. I died and then I was brought back to life like that. I could kind of like get through, but I think the dirt thing. And also I just think I would be in like a, I would probably have a panic attack at this place. Mm. A so that would like send me home. And I think it would be like the dirt digging. And if it wasn't that, if I still made it through that and then we had to fast and be out in the wilderness, that would really be it. Because then I'd feel like so just like out of control of anything that I I wouldn't be able to. That would be my final breaking point if I hadn't already. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not ill. <laughs> like I know that that's a problem that I wouldn't be able to do it but oh I don't think it's a problem I think this is very like not chill for most people and very inhumane like the whole fasting situation plus I don't have my phone to distract myself mm-hmm. from being hungry sis we got a problem yeah my final breaking point would definitely be my mom taking her clothes off and going into the water yeah I would be done I would not want to go to a, tre- a retreat like this with my parents no. as like an adult fuck that no. I feel so bad for the daughter in this situation Mm -hmm. every moment is just so cringy so awkward like from the get-go for that girl when her parents are just on one like and they're doing it for her because they think she's like struggling but it's like y'all didn't have to be doing the most like this going to a retreat as a family yeah this is so weird so problematic and she's like you guys are the ones who are fucked up like i'm fine (laughs) yeah and they're like dragging her down yeah yeah i would not well one i just wouldn't want to go to a retreat like this with my parents because i'm emotionally stunted (laughs) so i wouldn't want to like 
talk about anything with them. Anything like this, you yeah. know, of the things that the shit that they're uncovering. Like, I just wouldn't want to talk about that with them. And then, yeah, if I saw my mom, well, one, like, almost jump off a cliff. Oh, and yeah. And then the next day turn around and then take off her clothes and then start talking about what kind of a lover my dad is. Yeah, and, like, when's the last time anybody's had sex here? It's, like... Final straw. I am Audi 5000 on that. That's gonna be a pass from me. I have a couple notes on, like, the performances in this. I really like Melissa McCarthy. Uh, we talked about, like, the moment of despair. And I think her range in this is really on display without taking away her quirky, funny charm that we know and love from mm-hmm. other things like bridesmaids and all that stuff. We know her as a comedian first and foremost, but then we're getting to see her more serious side where she's playing this character who is going through some shit. Mm-hmm. But I think the mistake that a lot of people make, like Kristen Wiig's fucking manager, where you try to throw somebody who is like originally a comedian into like a serious role where there's like little to no comedy or humor, it doesn't bode very well because we will always see that person as funny. You gotta maintain that charm. Mm -hmm. And it's very much the Melissa McCarthy we know and love just kind of like taking it up a notch in this serious role. And Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it I think she's killing it and I'm excited to see more of her I think out of all the characters I like her the most I think mostly because I do just really like Melissa McCarthy but I think too just her character and maybe it's just my own fear of turning into her because I look at her and like those are genuine fears of me being like stuck in a little writer bubble and then not having anyone in my life and prepaying my own funeral because I don't think anyone's gonna go and getting so caught up and like recording everything and not seeing anyone as a real person but just seeing them as like a plot line. Like she's so lonely. And then like her publisher rejects her. I don't know. I'm just like, this is a fear. This is a genuine fear. You're touching on something here. I think you're right with her range where her interactions with Tony allow her to have that comedic edge. But then her like life situation allows her to be serious and have moments of despair. But even like her freak out is still funny. I mean, it's not like meant to be funny, I don't think, but it's still comedic. Yeah. And I'd say her and Nicole Kidman are by far, like, they captivate my attention the most Absolutely. out of anyone. Because Masha's, like, fucking weird. Yeah. She's weird. But not off-putting. No. Just unsettling. Yeah. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy's character is so relatable, too, because you and I, I think you guys know if you listen to the pod, we're just very much, we fall back on humor and, like, joking about things that are uncomfortable, and I think that's this <laughs> character very much, too. Like, she's like, my life is fucking tragic, and... And her getting catfished, I'm like, oh, fuck. But that, too, just, like, adds to it. I'm yeah. Like, fuck. I'm sorry, Melissa. Don't know what your name is in this, because... <laughs> yeah. I never do. I don't pay attention to that. But I also really love the dynamic of Tony and Melissa and the grape situation. I know, that was funny. Her. I <laughs> loved that. I want more of the influencer couple. I'm excited to see where Agreed. that goes. And I'm very excited to see how they all continue to blend and interact like different characters. These characters are so distinct from each other. So I think there's like endless possibilities with the scenarios that could occur. Like what if Tony and the influencer girl interact? Like what would that be like? 
what if Melissa and the daughter, like, can they have more of an involvement because they seem to have a bit of a connection, like an empathetic thing going on, so. The only character that I feel like is so disconnected from the other ones is Lars. And I yeah. feel like that's for a purpose, that yeah. he's not really connected to anyone or, like, vibing with anyone whatsoever. Yeah. And he seems more connected to, like, the staff themselves. He's vibing like, with the daughter, though. Yeah, Or yeah. she's more vibing with him because she, like, walked in on his phone call. And I do really appreciate the performance uh, from the woman from Girls Trip. And I think the directors and the casting department did a really great job of choosing people with range and putting their charm on display while, like, tapping into their talent and serious side that we're not necessarily used to seeing with these actors. Yeah, because the only thing that I've seen her in is Girls Trip. So I have this like very comedic image of her. Mm -hmm. So that's, and also like a very hot image of her, like in Girls Trip. Like she's like, she's on point with her dressing. Like her hair looks great. Her makeup looks great. Like just everything about her screams like beautiful woman. And not that she isn't beautiful in this, but this just screams like such average housewife that I feel like if I passed her in a Woodman's, like I wouldn't think twice. Yeah. Like I wouldn't look twice because she just does look just like the mom next door i mean luke evans you can't really do much mm-hmm. to him to make him look different i don't really feel like i just don't have a read on him i don't really get his character and i don't really get where he's going because all i've ever seen him is fucking beauty and the beast which was random but then like action movies yeah so i don't know yeah i think i like that we saw a vulnerable moment with him and how he's like has this man that he is like kind of heartbroken over but then he's also kind of like making jabs at everybody in the retreat and also kind of like probably making an expose on this and very skeptical of the whole situation Mm -hmm. but we we know his little like achilles heel you said melissa's your favorite melissa and masha yeah i would agree melissa i like melissa and tony together i think they're gonna be the ones who like kind of get each other out of whatever shit is about to go down I did not need a shot of him peeing, though. I really didn't. That was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Recently, there's, like, a dude peeing in everything now. Like, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did like that at least when he went and threw up that uh, they didn't show that. So thank you for that. Point for you for that, but then taken away for the pee shot. <laughs> Would you ever do a retreat like this? No. <laughs> that was also a question that I had for you. Um, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want to be away from my cats. It would give me so much anxiety going into something with so much unknowns, which is something that I know is like a trigger for me. Having everything being out of my control, that's just something that I would never willingly put myself in that situation for. Also, like like I said, I get that like the meditation and mindfulness and maybe someday like I'll end up changing my mind and I'll look back and I'll be like, you weren't enlightened. But honestly, like it just it doesn't appeal to me. I wouldn't be able to read or watch TV or talk to anyone or be on my phone. Like, I just, I wouldn't want to do this. Nothing about this sounds fun to me unless if I was going on a vacation and it was like an Airbnb there. Because I do think it's very pretty and I'd love to drink some smoothies, but I do not want to do any organized group activities or meditation or whatever the fuck Masha has going on there. Like Melissa McCarthy's idea of what this was going to be is like what I would do. Yeah. Like the whole R&R, just relaxing, kind of getting away 
being like with yourself and just like disconnecting from your phone like I would do something like that you know because I do think I need that I need to like unplug and really just refresh but the whole group activities the whole weird being drugged fasting all these like unexpected twists and turns you never know what's happening you're very not in control of your day wouldn't Mm -hmm. do well I had a question of what would your ideal retreat be I guess you kind of just answered that but like what would make your retreat ideal to you Yeah, I think just like having control over what my day to day is and maybe having options of things to do. Like if you want to go hiking, you can do that or you can not journaling for yourself and kind of tracking your progress for yourself. And maybe with like one other person, like a licensed psychiatrist or therapist that you're Mm -hmm. like talking to, but I don't want to talk to other people. What are they doing? Sorry, Aria. I'm sorry, honey. Dorian keeps spilling their water bowl and like moving it everywhere and I heard them pawing at it and turns out Arya was just trying to get a drink that he smelled out there. Arya, mommy, sorry. But he keeps spilling it. Every time I refill it, I look over again and water is all over the floor. And it's actually a 13 fucking <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I just like don't like talking to other crazy people. I don't I don't get anything out of that. Yeah. Not crazy. That's like not an, a proper thing to say, but I just don't get anything out of like talking to other people who are in the same situation because. What are we going to do about yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> what? I need somebody to tell me what to do to get out of it. Yeah. But then I do talk to like my fucking therapist who's like, okay, well, this is what you need to do. Or like, it's going to be hard, but I think you just need to like do this. And I'm like, well, that's too hard. Sorry. And then I'm just miserable. Yeah. <laughs> You do do that, don't you? Yeah. I'm that bitch that's like, help me. And then people give me advice. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. It's like every time you show up and you're like, I'm back on hinge. And I'm like, literally, I don't even, I have no words. I, I like your thing of having choices. I would like to wake up in the morning and have a smoothie, preferably undrugged. <laughs> Um, but I would definitely need more than that because I need a bigger breakfast than that Um, but then I would like for them to be like okay you have like three different options in the morning of like do you want to go outside and paint do you want to journal do you want to go for a walk do you want to lay by the pool like very relaxing activities that I personally enjoy and then I'd like to have like a lunch um, maybe like a salad type lunch and then in the afternoon meet with someone like you said like a licensed person check in with them but then also have like another little activity and I would like to have limited phone time where maybe they like give you your phone at like seven o'clock at night and you get it overnight and then in the morning you turn it back over because that would be nice to like not have it during the day and not have to worry about that but I wouldn't want to have it never in my possession for this whole time and they like forcibly take it away from you at the beginning yeah And also I would like to choose how often I have to interact with people. Like if I Mm -hmm. could have one activity, like maybe in the morning, like I interact with people, but then in the afternoon, like I get to do a solo activity Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't want to be around people 24 seven. Nothing about that sounds relaxing to me. I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I would like to do like a marijuana retreat or like a CBD retreat where there's like professionals who are very well versed in cannabis and stuff and do different exercises with you based on the strain and like you get the most out of your cannabis usage I would pay top dollar for that because I would like to have somebody who knows my like metabolic stuff and like knows what levels of things 
Because sometimes I get so much out of being high. Like, literally, I'll have such a creative breakthrough and just, like, have all these thoughts of, like... And I, like, personally develop, literally, because I'm just, like, thinking about stuff. But then other times I'm just, like, anxious. So I would Mm. like to have a professional who, like, caters to my body, Mm -hmm. my cannabis levels, and, like, the different strains, and then does things with me based on what I'm intaking. Revise my answer. Mm-hmm. That is what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds perfect for you. That sounds that? very ideal if for you. Any of you have a mom or a dad that owned a cannabis retreat? Katie give would me like a to discount. Go. Katie would like to attend. I would like to go. Maybe I would need to go so they could tell Figure me what I need to do out. to get high. I really don't think you have to do anything. I think you you're a blessed person that just gets high off others. Maybe. I, all we have to do is I get high and you just come with me. Yeah. Fair. I love that. Although I feel like if you were high tonight, I wouldn't be able to match. Yeah. I'm tapped out. It depends on the day. Yeah. Did we do it? Um, I just want to oh. know, or sorry, just one last thing. Do you have any predictions? I think that shit is going to hit the fan. I think Masha is going to lose control of these people and I think somebody's going to die. I think for sure someone's dying. Yeah. 100%. Who do you think it's going to be? I think that Napoleon, the dad. Yeah, or one of the staff, like the short hair girl. And I also think the mom and the girl in the thruple that's like has trust issues. I think mm-hmm. they are going to have a lesbian moment. <gasps> they I'm getting vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I saw a little thing in the preview about or like the promo about that. Oh, I didn't see the promo. I think they're gonna have a have moment. A, yeah. I agree. I also think someone's gonna die. I'm thinking I'm thinking that it might be the influencer's husband. Mm-hmm. Because I don't I think Melissa McCarthy is going anywhere. I don't think Tony is going anywhere because of his dynamic with her. I think the family, the three family, I think they've already experienced a death that I don't think it's going to be them. So then that leaves Lars, the influencer, her husband, and uh, the housewife. And yeah. I don't think it's going to be the housewife I because I think she has more potential. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be Lars because I don't think we're attached to him in any way to be like shocked by his death. Mm-hmm. So then that kind of leaves the influencer and the husband and we've gotten more on the influencer. And I feel like she's has more relationships with other people that I think it might be her husband. Yeah. So I don't know, but I also think that someone is going to die soon. And I agree. I think Masha is going to lose control over them and her employees. I think they might like revolt against her a little bit, which is going to send her into like a spiral. And then I think she could get like really extreme with her methods. Yeah. And then also who's the person that's making death threats to her? Yeah. Like, is it one of them? Is it Lars? Is it somebody from her past? Is it the influencer boyfriend like that would be a twist yeah i'm like is it the housewife some way but then she said that her husband left her for a younger woman because i'm like did he leave her for masha right i don't know but i'm intrigued i'm definitely intrigued by this show so i'm excited to see more yeah yeah, we'll maybe check in about it in our pre-show uh, if we continue to watch. Uh, so tune into our exclusive video-only pre-show on YouTube. Also, thank you guys so much for all your love and support on the Fear Street videos on our YouTube channel. If you haven't seen our live reaction to those films, they are available on our YouTube channel. Go ahead and hop on over there. Please subscribe to our channel. Yeah, just leave us your comments. We love 
hearing what you guys have to say. And we have a lot of exciting things coming up. We're going to be doing a drunk Disney about Cadet Kelly. Spooky season is on the horizon and you guys know that we are spooky girlies and that is just a time where we thrive and I'm excited for that. You missed year. out an upcoming content. The last or the next after movie yep. is coming out. So another cringe episode. Yeah. Dylan even said at the end of his Kissing Booth 3, he's like, how much time do I have until after three? And it's like a month. And he's like, that's not enough time in between quint cringe things. And I was like, oh, you write on that. You write on that. We feel you, Dylan. Yeah, that's it. Yay. Lilas. Lilas girlies. Have a good rest of your life. <laughs>